it is a divine week at the podcast whenever a fun care package shows up. But it is time to prove fighting is way easier from outside the cage, uh, which means it's time for Verbal Tap. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, I, I know you're not into the Game of Thrones thing quite to no. the extreme. But that doesn't mean you don't like dragons. How are you doing this evening, sir? I will point this out. Okay? Now, I know we've gone on rants about tit dragons. And if that's your jam, Game of Thrones. Do it. Love it. But I want to bring up something real quick here. I have nothing against dragons par se. They've made brilliant songs and movies before. It's great. It's given us uh, a reason to use the word puff in a different context than Kevin's used to really using it in. So I get it. Like, it's great. Um, but there's nothing better, Kev, than looking down at a package that comes in the mail, opening it up, and then looking at a rash guard and a gi and saying, are those fucking dragons? <laughs> and the inside of the gi we're talking about, which you can find on yes. KO Sports Gear, put in verbal tap, you get 10% off coupon code it's currently running at 100 bucks which is a steal it's already down yep get it at 90 a little verbal tap coupon code join raf and i in our tag team uniform but more specifically i'm making a blazer out of this if the gi fabric ever goes the mm. interior lining with the dragon mm-hmm. you gotta get the gi check it out let us know take some pictures with it we're all gonna join the the dragon fire in this particular regard and uh you know i now, might Kev, this do is whatever puffing the... i want in it raf I believe you would, especially while you're kind of on the shelf for just a little <laughs> while. You know, you're going to do your thing, Kev. Correct. But I want people to know this one is called, I believe, the Magic Dragon Gi, correct? The Magic Dragon. Now, the beautiful part about this is you put this gi on, and as Kevin mentioned before, the inner lining has a silky kind of robe feel. So when I put it on, I felt classy AF, which, by the way, if you didn't know what that means, it means as fuck. But I felt so classy AF that um, I didn't realize how long I had it on. I, like, had it on for about a good 20 minutes before I go, I should probably put this away. Just as uh, <laughs> this is Because it great. felt like a robe. It felt like something that uh, a Hugh Hefner would wear. Or that, I don't know, you guys need to just see it for yourselves. And I'm going to tell you guys this right now. Kev, how much does it normally retail? Normally, it goes for $140. Okay, steal. The fact that you guys can get it for in that $90 range, it's a good gi. You're going to see a lot of me training in it. And then when Kevin comes back, I can guarantee you this. You're going to see him and his recovery back, his ESPN 30 for 30 that we're producing (laughs) Which, by the way, I hadn't talked with him about until right now. It's more like a 45 for 32. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're to deviate a little bit. It's a 5 for 5. He has been 35 <laughs> for 5. We didn't have enough time to edit the whole thing. So, <laughs> so what it is, is it's going to give you some insight. You'll see Kevin's journey coming back. But that's stuff that happens in the future. We want you guys to be taken care of in the present. So, Kev, the website again is com, and don't forget to let us know which singlet you like the best this is an important fucking question guys it's raging hotter here than it ever has gear and there's gonna be a reveal as to which two kevin and i got but i really need you to figure out which ones you think 
that we both purchased and which ones that you think are the best. So hit us up at Verbal Tapcast. And Kev, it sounds like in the future we're going to have something coming up. I don't want to tell the people what it is, but like we've mentioned our love for this brand, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't want to get too much into things, but maybe there might be a way that people can, I don't know, see the thing up close. I don't want to get much into it, but we'll talk about it more later, guys. That's right. That's what's called a surprise. Uh, less of a surprise. <laughs> we have a good friend coming to play some over under Kevin on this podcast. But first, damn it. We've joked about it. We've joked about the serial beginning we did when we were talking about John Jones and one of his many controversies. I believe that was when he hit a pregnant woman with his car and ran away. Here's the newest part of this, which Raph detailed nicely. So if you're you're needing to do it, uh, you can. Oh, find not it. according to the internet. Nope, I fucked up. Sorry. Well, you did, and you should be. Oh no, no, you you intro this, and then I'm I'm running with it. So John Jones may have passed some sort of blood test immediately mm-hmm. following the UFC, but then failed a post fight urine analysis. And Raph, you already told, but we were talking about this a little bit today. You already said this is seems like the UFC building a strategic defense of they're going to try and discredit the test. I completely agree. That's what this feels like. What is your take? Give for what is your incorrect take? As the internet so astutely pointed out, thank you. Uh, on this John Jones situation, and are we anywhere near finality? No, we're not. We're just in the thick of it. Now, let me explain the context for this. So we all knew that John Jones. Uh, he fails this drug test, and everybody and their mom is swearing that is on his team. John Jones would never do that sort of a thing. His character is up again the utmost. They, they always forget to say again, but I think that's what yes. I mean. They said, you know, he is of the utmost respectability. He's on the up and up, but also he might have done something in the past. But like, whatever, you know, he didn't do it this time, and that's going to be a recurring phrase you're going to hear. So I write this article when it's revealed that he passed a blood work test. Now, why is that important? Because the blood work test, I believe, was conducted the day after the fight. So the prevailing knowledge or assumption here, depending on who you're talking to, is if he passes something the next day, it's very likely that he didn't have something in his system. Whatever this is called, turnable or whatever the hell people call it, um, it's a very interesting thing that it doesn't show up there. Now, why is that, Kevin? Well, I'll answer this question very simply, which is it's usually only detected in the urine. So the biggest issue that we have now for people who have already judged John Jones one way or another is the fact that they're asking themselves, what the fuck? Does a blood test have to do if it only shows up in the urine? More importantly, there are questions of do they test for this in the bloodstream? Because if it doesn't show up in the blood test, why are we celebrating too early? Now, these are things that I put in the article. I even put a moment where I say, hey, guys, let's uh, let's temper this because these results don't tend to show up in the blood work. This is something we're all starting to learn as we go on together. I don't know how many of you people are actually this type of expert, I think we're all learning as we go along. But there are so many people who are so convinced of John Jones' guilt that all of that is secondary. So we have people who are responding, 
oh, look at this fake news article. It's a lot of words. It's a whole bunch of words about nothing. And it's like, do you know what the fuck happened? Probably not. Because you're just literally saying on this article, hey, I think he's guilty. Therefore, he is. Now, we've done the whole gamut. We literally did a special episode a week and a half ago where we said, let's look at the possibility. It's not looking good. And you know what? You don't have to afford him any of your deepest sympathies because he's fucked up in the past before. And that much we can prove. And yes, it doesn't look good that the guy who was claiming that dick pills were a problem all of a sudden now fails another test. But I'll tell you the reason why we write the article. And it's very simple. One, it's the talk of the day. And we wanted to make sure I wrote an article the minute it came out that TMZ said he was guilty and we ran down that gamut. But then we find out he passes another test. Yeah, I think people do want to know about that. But more importantly, it's this very simple issue, which is when you look at somebody like John Jones, I think people do want to know how this is progressing. But we took it from a contextual side, contextualized place of how are they going to fight it? And what I'm trying to say is, think about this. If you're John Jones's lawyers or the UFC, you have the exact moment that they're going to spin this. So no, this isn't a nothing burger. You are literally seeing it play out live time in front of you on how the UFC is going to lift the doubts in certain people's minds. It doesn't mean he's not guilty or that he is guilty. It just means that you're watching how the game is going to be played very quickly. Case in point. All the people now who have their shit against USADA, and you're going to see them on different podcasts, you're going to hear them on different radio programs, and they're going to say, USADA, I knew you can't trust them. Those guys aren't doing good tests. And in that realm, they're already winning the war. Because if it raises enough suspicion about USADA, then people are going to take away the credibility of it. And once you do that, then John Jones may be able to get off whether he did it or not. Period. And then he can write his book, If I Did Take Steroids. Oh, God, I hope so. Do it. Suitedmag.com backslash John Jones passes blood test. You can find the article. Raph wrote, it'll help you clear up any of the things. So or not. People, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you. There's also a heavy amount of people like, I don't want to know what I'm talking about. Fuck you. I have an people, opinion. When they go, when I said, I was like, it's in the article. And they're like, yeah, but it doesn't show up in urine. So what the fuck is this about? Read the article. Okay, I did read it, but it didn't say what I wanted it to say. Cool, it's not my job. Uh, no, ref, check your credentials. It's 2017. Uh, As a journalist, uh, you, know, you write what I we will want you to write, and smile, uh, please. The Benassi family, a.k.a. August Benassi, uh, asked for me to turn in my credentials when he said, but he's guilty, and this article's misleading. And I'm like, bro, I'm not taking advice from the person who literally just said he's guilty just based off of habits listen sassy benassi we gotta do process here yeah this is i want to be like i don't know he probably is guilty but i just like the ideas i'm like telling him this i'm like dude even if he did and it looks very likely that it's bad still um but even if he did cheat like it's a very weird thing to be yelling out these things like a crazy person (laughs) when he sits there and he's like i don't understand why people are still talking about this and I'm like, you're talking about it. You're the one doing it. Well, it's I literally still just put a smiley face 
on every one of your posts because it's hilarious to me that you're this worked up about it and you don't see why people are this worked up about it. But yet you spent 17 comments, which, by the way, thank you very much for the extended SEO because my article did amazing numbers. Mwah, thank you. But if you don't see the reason why people have such feverish aspect of this, look at why they watch him fight. Look at why they read this article. Look at why they sound off in the comment section without actually having any real working knowledge of what's happening. I'm just telling you these are the results. This is how I see the UFC is going to spin it. And we'll see. You know, what if, you know, we could all be wrong. It could all come back. And what happens? But now we're waiting on this B sample. And I'm telling you, Kev, people are waiting on this B sample because it doesn't matter what it comes back. It's going to come back one of two ways. And guess what, Kev? Whoever's on the losing side is going to literally say to themselves, well, doubt because it came back one time my way. (laughs) Just. I'm just okay. ready for where is Sarah Koenig? We need you. You're, <laughs> this is your time. We didn't. We yeah, were joking at first. Now we are 100 percent serious. And it's difficult. To, it is difficult because this is one of those moments where the UFC and by the way, grappling pay attention because much like I want Denver to call Austin, Texas and be like, hey, what would you have done 10 years ago before too many people move there? I would really love the UFC to pay to make a sports statement here and much like what killed baseball after the home run bust or boom for that year uh after that everybody we were like well they're on steroids and baseball's been on a gradual decline you can't mess with this stuff either be okay with it and just test transparently or or don't but the way the ufc is handling it is not good because ufc is acting like usada is getting in the way of their product not like USADA is trying to govern their sport. Those are two different approaches. We're seeing the bad one, and that's what supports your argument. And, I, again, I think you're right. They're trying to make USADA seem like idiots. It's like, this is your governing body. You are working with them. You're choosing the state where they run. Like, this is, it's just crazy to me. A lot of the things that have interwined winded themselves in this John Jones stretch. But this is important that we get this right. And I think we don't feel like we have yet. So uh, I want to know. And John Jones is the best. That's why we, we need to know. And that's why we care. That's why we're talking about it. Is he the best because he's been using performance-enhancing drugs? Is he the best because he has this crazy work ethic? It, it, you know, these are questions that need to be answered when you're talking about the best at anything. He's the best. Can I, can I bring up what I really hope happens, Kev? I'm yeah, more dick pills. Okay, I mean that's that's my I mean, that's my north star <laughs> to this whole thing. He's like, you know, I people are gonna laugh at me, but I was trying to get an erection again. That's... <laughs> can I can I tell you? I think I have a change of plan for Daniel Cormier's career if he wants to call it quits. Would you like to hear it? Sure. Are you familiar with the show Unsolved Mysteries? Yes. Okay. Imagine Daniel Cormier in the same like trench coat and hat that Robert Stack wore when he like talked to you on the beginning of that program. Yeah. Okay. It made me feel like I could stop crime. Absolutely. Now it's just him solving the unsolvable mystery. And they basically do that form of investigative journalism, but it's Daniel Cormier doing it. So instead of Robert Stack who comes in and goes, a girl was walking down the street. The year was 1988. 
She was scared, but she persisted Back. until it ended. So that kind of thing, right? Yeah, you with Daniel Cormier, you hit the cup. They <laughs> shook it. Well, with Daniel Cormier, it's going to be a lot more. And I have to, I have to pull myself away from the mic just to make sure I'm not too loud on this. There was a dude who went down. He hit. I mean, I want to tell you guys that this guy he peed in a cup. Uh, we don't know if what he did. Karen Bryant, and then Karen comes in and is just like, hi, I'm here because no one else is credible. I'll take over from here, Daniel Cormier. <laughs> so this is my my secret hope, is to do a reboot of Unsolved Mysteries with Daniel Cormier featuring Karen Bryant, a.k.a. really starring Karen Bryant. I think it's the only way to get down to the bottom of this, because I feel like right now, Daniel Cormier, in his heart of hearts, is reading every book on all of these steroids is literally trying to become the best expert and uh you know what if what if he becomes the leading world's expert on turnable or whatever the fuck we're calling it i don't know i'm not looking it up because i'm not trying to make this a part of my life i'm literally reporting on the one or two times i'm going to read it and then if somebody does it again i'm going to go the john jones thing remember john jones drug no <laughs> the other one not dick pills the other one not dick pills it's like wait what okay <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be a fun summer as we wind out the John Jones saga because that's the other part of this. They have to start thinking about what to do with that division. And obviously the belt's going back to Cormier. Where is he going to fight? What's he going to do? So there's some decisions to be made here. UFC's in a bizarre place. They have a big boxing bump right now. And they also have a lot of organizational dysfunction in terms of who their best fighters are. That's big in transition. Going to be fun. That's part of what our UFC over-under is, is on today. Rap. Otherwise, that's about it in terms of MMA. You saw Keenan in person. I am not pleased. What? You went to one of the seminars. You went and learned, dude. Fucking secrets of the Worm Guard. Please, I'm not going to be able to do anything. I heard you got four inches taller. Is that true? I did. I did. You were sitting there between John Evans. Just smiling like a fool, and Keenan Cornelius just smile. It was too many. I was a little more surprised that when I sent you the photos, you go swoon for Keenan. But when I put it on me and John in like a shot as we're in the seminar, you were like, "Boo! Fuck that noise!" Like, <laughs> too that much. Was the thing that took you. Too much is what it was, and I stand by that. Too much. I, you know what? We don't have to. We're not going to do this in front of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> right here, not now. But, People are commuting to work. They don't need to hear our <laughs> our deep backer, bickering about which person went to a seminar while their other friend was laid up from a oh, nearly fatal surgery. Oh, but you, you know what? Yeah. You have fun, Raph, out there training around. Uh Hey, listen, I told you what it was about. I told you what was covered. I didn't have to do that, but I did that because I'm a friend, Kevin. Why don't you keep and your also, gee legs closed? You're just out there taking seminars oh, from anyone wow. who will teach you. Wait, I'm sorry. We've done this show for nearly five years, and you just told me what to do? I'm sorry. Keep your gee legs closed. That's I want right. you to say it a little because you, you, you seem to cut out just a little bit each time. Why don't you say it? <laughs> Say it, Kevin. And mean I, it. I don't want to say it a third time. I really, people are going to be rolling it back already. You know what? Fine. Keep your gee legs closed. You seminar just 
hussy. Wow. It is. Wow. It's, wow. It's getting dark and it's getting real deep on this podcast, Kevin. You're making it way too real for these audiences. It's the first part of the Great Gatsby in your life right now when it comes to jujitsu. You're just dancing around. How dare you? How dare you? I, first of all, it's my hot gee legs body and I'll do what I want with it. And second of all, listen, just don't be mad because I have gee legs right now. <laughs> I'm like half a gi. I don't, well, I don't need the whole thing. Just, One sleeveless. It's cool. The, the thought of you hanging up on a couch in your KO sports gear right now. It's. Well, I'll send pictures. I'll let the whole world in on what I. I'm, all I can do in my next rehab is squeeze my hand twice, and I'm going to be decked out in full nogi <laughs> accoutrement. Just. Just as a reminder, plus I, I really want to confuse my physical therapist. Rap, let's go chat over under. I'll continue my domination. Maybe. Okay, Kev, we're at that point where it is a pay-per-view, and you know what we do on every pay-per-view, correct? Drag some poor we- schmuck out here and let me beat them senselessly, especially if they're from Chicago. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You definitely have got Chicago's number, and I thought that's a problem. I, I shouldn't go out to the, the Midwest, because they've already got enough things going against them, Kev, like obesity and cholesterol that's true. And also, I mean, they just won baseball for the first time. That was a big moment for Kevin. us. It was a That's big moment. That's huge. And before you try to stat correct me, when you say, like, the first time in a century, it's like, well, did you live then? <laughs> so, yeah, it's the first time in your lifetime, dick. It was. So, anyway. It was the first time since I, I was born in December of 85. They won in October of 85. They had not won <laughs> again until 2015. All right, but here's what we're going to talk about here, Kev. I want to bring up this important fact, which is I want to bring on somebody who works within the media who's going to push you, who's going to make you have to get better at your game. So today, we have opened our doors here at Verbal Tap to one Adam Woods or the host of According to Woods, which is an interview series that's not unlike things that I do, um, just You know, not at the caliber that I do, Kevin, but like kind of like what I do. Uh, He also hosts a podcast called Two Guys, One Phone. We'll get into that in a second. But (laughs) he is a good guy all around, a huge pro wrestling fan and a good friend of the show here. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Adam Woods. Adam, how are you doing, sir? Good, good. And uh, I'm a bigger star than Rafa Sparrow, so I put uh, more asses in seats than uh, I need to repeat. But yeah, well. But uh, thank you for having me on. Kevin, I guess you're going to be my tag partner tonight. Uh, so far, you're off to a hot start. You're just talking smack on rap. Got a few jabs in. I love it. We're, we're, we're doing Adam, great. Here's my first question to you, and it's an important one. How does it feel to be a lesser me? A lesser you? It depends yeah. on what department you're talking about, bud. Well, let's look at the very, very quick, reasonable analogy, which is you do interviews, I do interviews. But when you do it, you're trying to emulate the Rafa Sparza style. And what I mean about that is you try to be on location. You try to talk to the interviews, 
through this kind of very conversational way of making people feel at home. And I look at you and I just go, wow, where have I seen that before? Where, where have I seen that? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely trying to get as homely as uh, Rafa Sparza, but uh, I, I come short. I come up a little bit short. You know, it's like a it's like a Roman Reigns promo. It's like you expect so much, but fuck, get disappointed every time. Kev, but yeah, here's well. the important thing: you don't know a Roman Reigns promo when you see one, uh, Kev, because you've never seen them. But long wet Roman hair. Reigns is guessing. It's just long, wet hair. Very good. He is uh, what's known as a John Cena diet. And in this situation, you have me about to bury our good friend Adam Woods in the same way that John Cena buried Roman Reigns. But I'll save that for a little bit later in the podcast. Kev, do you have questions that you'd like to know about your opponent right now? Uh, I'll say I thought you said the the John Cena diet. How big is that? Captain Crunch and steroids? What does that diet <laughs> look like? He's all natural, sir. Yeah, Adam, what's the closest you ever got to getting punched in a fighting interview? Uh, I talked a little smack to Keenan and, and got tripped, but that was grappling, and he was mostly in control. Have you ever crossed the line? Yeah, there was one with uh, Marcus, uh, I'm hurt your money, Sursa, uh, and I did it at Black House, and uh, he... Uh, I mean, I guess he was just fighting in Aruba like the weekend before, and I don't know if it was jet lag or whatever, but uh, he put hands on me, uh, and uh, the the hell, you know, like I was going to do something to what six foot four gentleman who is from Amarillo, Texas, who just fought in Aruba at the famed Black House gym. Yeah, that wasn't going to happen. There's so, uh, nothing you're going to do. No, that's no, the best part about nothing. covering MMA fighters. In in respect, it's like if they break bad, no one's stopping them. Like this is this is a trained fighter. No, and uh, and the eyes of the gym were solely on us. You know, like a training camp at stop, and uh, there's a couple guys with pro and M. Um, I'm not going to name names, but. Um, couple guys that guys and gals that you uh you've heard of and seen on their uh your your tv screens and uh yeah it's just like i'm i'm just a reporter guy and i go straight into like mean gene and i go fuck (laughs) (laughs) now i have to ask this because it it makes me laugh to know this but is there a moment when you look at the other people at black house and go help me yeah, they, that happens, and uh, I mean, it's not that it, they try to make you make it seem any less uh, auspicious. Because like, as soon as you walk in, you've got like Yoda Machida and Anderson Silva's like framed, you know, uh, fight gear, you know, and it's just like, and then if you've ever seen any fighter do a, a do a promo, you know, like one of the UFC, uh, UFC embeddeds or what have you, you know the walls. You, there's kind of an era about it that is just unlike anything that you've ever seen or witnessed or felt. Uh, and then you're just like, oh, I'm fucked. Really fucked. <laughs> like, I got to bring it. <laughs> so, Adam, let me ask this because I, I got a note from you and Amy, Amy uh, Kaplan, who is a wonderful yes. Uh, photographer were you guys with each other when you sent me this note on uh the past weekend uh no as she was actually at king of the cage uh and shout out hashtag verbal tap um yeah so i i was scrolling through my feed and it goes i think that's a verbal tap right uh, and it was and i go 
I have to have Rafa Sparza with the fucking uh, running. So uh, tag in it and uh, hilarity ensued. Well, because here's the thing, Kevin. Let me let me describe it a little bit for you, uh, like a real journalist would. Uh, the important thing to note in this particular fight, there was a gentleman who was in turtle position, okay? So he's trying to cover up. His opponent is trying to throw in some knees to get him to open up a little bit. Homeboy on bottom is like, nope, and is just absorbing these knees on the inside, and is looking rough. And then you just see him kind of flatten out from the impact of these knees, where he just kind of makes a sound. And no one can really understand what he says, because it, it literally sounded like this on the recording. Ah! Ah! And Amy and Adam just happened to be like, verbal tap? Is this a verbal tap, Raph? <laughs> and I looked at it, and I was like, yes, it is. And you know what? You know why it's so bad? And they're like, why? I go, because they don't want us to have that good SEO search. They're super against that. They're real dicks about it, actually. We actually yeah. we've yelled at Bruce Buffer in the past. The being like, discussions have, the power have been to had. This. We, talked yeah. to, we talked to Buffer. We talked to Big John, assuming as the largest person he was in charge of the referees. He pointed us at Buffer. So we feel like we'd, we've done our best. We've done our due diligence, yeah. but these people aren't giving us the right answers, Kev. They want to call it yeah. a verbal submission. What kind of bullshit Boo. is that? That's bullshit. Doesn't because, he... I mean, uh, they acknowledge a tap-out, right? If somebody actually physically taps, yes, right? So yeah. if it's a tap-out, I would think it would be a verbal tap, right? Not You don't think, oh, with a armbar submission, rarely do they say that. So just the vernacular that they use, they need to keep it consistent, but that's just me. Who am I? And the verbal submission, they would never say hand submission because that sounds dirty as shit. They they Exactly, yeah. That reach around. (laughs) Not a submission, but I like where your head's at. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely the check of the oil that nobody ever likes really talking about. Um, Kev, here's a couple things I need to bring up to your attention. So we go from our beautiful name, which is near and has been dear in people's hearts for over, well, close to about five years now. But then we go to Adam's podcast names. Now, according to Woods, that's a good play on your name, and I'm all about that. Can I but say? We need you to explain. That's why on, I Kev. asked if he'd ever been punched. I was just—I saw the wit in the title, and I was like, "This guy's this guy sparked some people before." But oh, Kev, do you do you not have a curiosity like I do? One hundred percent. How does one get to two guys, one phone? Uh, long story. Um, I'll, I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. So. Uh, Marcus and I, we had uh, pretty much grandeur plans for it. Like we were going to, you know, have the uh, getting all this equipment and what have you. And uh, we had a awesome thing happen in uh, Marcos Bonilla actually buying the gym that he trained at, Defiant MMA in uh, MMA and Fitness in Burbank, California. Uh, so the funds that we were looking at to do. You know the, uh, the, I guess to have that like auspicious debut that we wanted to, uh, it just went to him owning the gym, which is great, which is absolutely fabulous. But uh, so we're just like, after thinking about ways to you know to get started, we're just like you know what, fuck it, let's just do it. We'll film it on our phone and. We'll do it, and uh, that's it. It's literally two guys, one phone. But you know, as as hilarious as the title is, it's 
attention grabbing and it, it kind of uh goes you know everybody wants to talk about uh you know analysis and everything when you're you're a journalist or a reporter um here's a uh, a platform for the fighters to come on and display you know to kind of let their hair down um if you will you know talk about things sure. that maybe taboo um no like gym talk or anything like that but you know it's just you can, you know, you're a fighter, but you like Marvel comments. Let's let's fucking talk about that. You know, you listen to death metal. Let's talk about that. You know, um, so we can kind of highlight different facets of their personality than what we see in the fights, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's worked out pretty well. I mean, Kev, there are a few things that I really need to come down on here. The first of which is you may have noticed this verbal tap, listeners or fans. But Marcus really seemed to embrace the idea of doing a show after doing a Facebook Live with me, which is their bread and butter. So, number one, so you're technically a spinoff of Verbal Tap. But well, number two, we'll take it. We're going to claim number royalties two. just as a heads up. Absolutely. This okay. is the only reason I'm doing something it. Something we so, do. Number two, <laughs> in reference to Marcus, like, Marcos is like, he's actually like, He's a legit human being. I really like him. He's a good guy. How do I bring this up without um, being more insulting than I'm trying to be? So when you say that you have a name, two guys, one phone, that's provocative. Do you think it's provocative in the right ways? Like... What is that in reference to? I just feel like it, it, it references like a cultural phenomenon and then says like, hey, here's MMA. Kev, is that what you're picking up? I'm picking up a whole renaissance of things, including my phone to go hit subscribe because I, I got to <laughs> hear I got to hear an intro. And this is the first time hearing about it because uh, I live in Colorado and I well, to prepare for this episode, I poured some vodka and smoked something they call green crack. So you, you can do the math on how attentive I am to most things. But I, that works. he has piqued my interest. I won't lie. Uh, terrifying yeah. video that we were all forced to watch our sophomore year, junior year of college. Uh, and I, I kind of like the association. Plus, if it goes the way I think it will, I'll get to see uh, Adams. I assume he's naked on the podcast. But again, I'll find out and report back to everybody. You'll just have to go and find out. Adam, now that we've discussed that. There's an important uh, key term that you said. So Marcos is in charge of Defiant. Uh, what is it? It's Defiant MMA and, and fitness. fitness. Okay. Now, why do you think people would be familiar with that this particular week? Uh, plug your shit, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, uh, first of all, was there something significant that happened there that might have garnered oh. a whole bunch of attention? Maybe that, Kevin, I wrote an article on that you seem to enjoy the headline of. Yeah, let's talk about that. So Let's uh, go ahead some... and I'll, I'll do this. Let me preface okay, this story by just saying one thing that's really important. Kevin, this was the article I wrote this week. You may recall this headline. Okay? Mm -hmm. You ready for it, sir? The headline that I wrote for it was very simple. It got you straight exactly to the point of what everything happened. But I think it's important that you read it verbatim. This is the headline. Idiot discovers it's a bad idea to rob an MMA gym. 
by Rafa Sparza. <laughs> this is one of my favorites. I mean, the, uh, you know, Adam, should give away the you article. Mind giving us the context of it. Yeah, that's a that's a fucking spoiler, guy. I mean, uh, you might as well be Don Jardine. Anywho, um, so yeah, some idiot decides it's going to be a, a great fucking idea to go rob an uh, MMA gym, and that MMA gym just happened to be the fine MMA and fitness where Marcos owns, and uh, we do our shows out of. Uh, but uh, he had a run-in with Jacoby Powell, who's a trainer there at Defiant uh, MMA and Fitness, and uh, let's just say it didn't go the way of the uh, the robber or a would-be robber. I don't even know what the fuck you call him, other than like a dumbass lemming. You know, that's Darwinism at its best or worst, depending on what side of the spectrum you're on. But yeah, he uh, got his ass whooped. I mean, that's just like walking into Wigan and saying, "Hey, fucking catch wrestling." is bullshit yeah <laughs> it, it's not gonna work it's not gonna work out well for you but uh and this uh gentleman found that out a uh, gentleman is that's putting it way fucking lightly but this idiot <laughs> just walked in and got walloped by jacoby powell so shout Kevin, out to jacoby and i want to stay on jacoby in a second but so the uh, know that i want to bring that up but kevin why do you think somebody would find themselves in that position where they'd try to rob an MMA gym. Just just explain your perspective why somebody would do that. I always – drugs are crazy. It's got to be one, right? Because <laughs> otherwise, you're headed to Taco Bell. We've all seen that one of the Jimmy John's guy that's cool and collected with the gun in his face. You know what we've never seen? The one where the MMA guy's cool and collected. Uh, he has a different version of that, and it's like – I also I don't know how to explain to like the casual non MMA robber, but this is their gym. This is uh, you walked into a place they kind of feel like defending naturally. <laughs> so I assume good bath salts, and you know normally they would tell us. So maybe maybe like a high grade acid. That's just what I'm throwing out there. So now, Adam, why is this? Because you saw the video. Everybody's seen this video. It's got uh, hundreds of thousands of views. But why did Jacoby? Why do we only see his feet? You know what? Uh, the only the only explanation that I got, um, this is the investigative journalist in me, um, it was one of two things, and I haven't got a definitive answer one way or the other. It was either um, Jacoby's got warrants or his cock can talk. But, yeah, well, that's that's the two, one of the two. Well, okay, that's the investigative journalism you will find on Two Guys, One Phone, and According to Woods. Thank you very much Absolutely. for that. No worries. I no worries. just know that I saw that happen. Uh, I'm glad that we were able to see MMA get a win. Nobody got hurt, uh, except for the idiot. He looked pretty blown yeah. up, and rightfully so. But uh, that's the kind of stuff that you hope the self-defense comes in there. So uh, shout-out to Jacoby, and um, I'm very glad to see that, you know, Marcos' new gym didn't take it a major L there because that could have been uh, very detrimental because we root for the people in our community. And the only reason I guess it was a little sad was that I saw the Jacoby kind of thing is I was thinking to myself as so I was like, oh, man, I'd love to reach out to him. He lives around here. I'd love to see the exact judo because they mentioned he used a little bit of judo to facilitate things, Kevin. Um, I want to be like, oh, I'd, I'd like to see what he used uh, to do that. And then in the interview, it's just a picture of his feet. And I go, well, I don't think that's happening anytime soon. But uh, 
let that be a glowing review to people who want to go see Defiant MMA and Fitness. It works. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Proof so, is in the pudding. Uh, help our friends on out that way. Um, let's do this. Before we start the game, you know, Over Under Kevin is a huge, huge part of the Verbal Tap lore, and we're glad that Adam is going to play this game. As you may have seen, he's using heel-like tactics before we do. But Kev, did you have any final questions for Adam before we transition, and you have to be his uh, his opponent here coming up in a second? Yeah, real quick, and this has nothing to do with the negativity of the game, but could I get your SAT scores, where you grew up, and your three biggest fears? 1468, Inglewood, California, and... Uh, Rosie O'Donnell with that one butch mullet haircut. That's one. Of, yeah, there you go. 1486. I'm going to assume it's like your sex numbers. No, no, no. Inflated. I heard 1468. Was that more accurate? Absolutely. Uh, uh, a dyslexia won't uh, uh, kind of fault on somebody's misgivings. How dare you? Don't bring up Kevin's lack of... Of education. Say, how did you know about my misgivings, sir? I'm right here, and I won't take any more insults. Rude to pick on somebody who doesn't know any better. Kevin can barely read, let alone edit this podcast, which he does. And, Kev, what episode are we on here? 240-something. Uh... That's right. That shows you his ability to do numbers as well. So, anyway, let's go straight to the game. <laughs> let's go straight to the game. With over the thrilling installment of Over Kevin. That was so fucking loud. Uh, I put the cord back in, and it just I had a spruced up. Apologies. Apologies all around. No worries. People are in the no, car just like, motherfucker. <laughs> Where did you plug that into? <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, you welcome don't to... <laughs> Shut up, Adam. I'm doing the fucking important stuff. I'm doing the signposting. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the game of Over Under... Kevin, my name is Raf Sparza. If you are new to the game, it is very simple. The way it works is we go through the entire UFC pay-per-view card that comes up. We go best out of however many fights there are. I believe on this one there are 12. So whoever gets the most correct ends up winning. It's very simple. However, we have a premium on Trash Talk here. So just to fill you guys in on how the thing works in terms of the mechanism, each person gets 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win the fight. If I so deem it, I will give them 15 seconds for rebuttal time. And at the end, I'm going to give you a little hint here. We do place a wager, but more on that in a little bit. Do you gentlemen both understand the rules and regulations? I'll start with you, Adam. Absolutely. Kevin? Uh, no, but then again, I didn't get an SAT score with a year that sounds like one of the times Columbus came and pillaged things. So, but, okay, Kevin, Kevin, can curve. we stay on this? Because I don't know that you can get them in the non 10 scores. I thought they only went in increments of tens. Uh, <laughs> we've already like, maybe it's not a great sign for my SAT prowess that I don't know. Okay. We did ACTs because Kansas was like, we can teach the Midwest a different scope. It worked out great. It's been. My biggest issue was they were they had us do the SATs and then the SAT twos, and I was like, why? They were like, well, you know, it's a different SAT, and I was like, why doesn't the first one just work? They were like, you know how you loved uh, the second Star Wars? It's going to be like that. It's a whole. 
different test. Just a whole bunch of fucking Jar Jar Binks questions. All right, gentlemen, before we start, do you have any parting words that you would like to say to each other? Reminder, uh, the trash talk begins now. Kevin, I'll start with you. Don't like his voice. Don't like his confidence. Do like that he's going to get his ass kicked. All right, Adam. Uh, Carry on my wayward sons. Okay. All right. Ladies and gents, we go out of order, and we're going to start with our good friend Kevin Phillips giving us who he thinks is going to win in a heavyweight bout between Luis Enrique and Arjan Bular. Kev, tw- uh, 15 seconds for you. First of all, you know I got to go with KLB, Luis Enrique, and people know why. It's the closest name I've heard in a while to Enrique Iglesias and Raf Bailamo. Luis oh, Enrique. Okay. 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 Uh, we have exceeded that time. All right, let's go on over to our good friend, Adam. Adam, who do you got on this? I got Arjun Bulhar because his fucking name sounds like Ferris Wheeler, and I like that fucking movie. He's 6-0, and but on the UFC fucking website, he doesn't even have a face. He's so badass, he doesn't even have a fucking face. He's going to beat the shit out of Luis Enrique. Bam. Okay, so Kev, here's an important thing to note. That was a lot of things that happened all at once. It seemed, it seems, that Adam not only understood the importance of nonsense as a reason to get behind somebody, but then gave analysis and then basically broke the mold by saying why he's going for it. Uh, he fulfilled all the tenets of over under Kevin. Are you scared now? So far, I am a little nervous. He did zero research, uh, did spout out a number, but it was a pretty surface level one, which is acceptable in the nuance of preparedness that we don't allow. And yeah. I frankly thought he did a good job, not really sounding like he even cared. And that makes me that makes me apathetically nervous that I'm in. Some okay. Trouble. Now, on the other side, Adam, you know, we're looking at your pick here. And I have to say, do you really feel confident about somebody who doesn't have a photo? I don't know necessarily that I think that somebody is going to win when they don't have a photo. They're keeping them under wraps. It's like fucking, uh, what is it? The Dungeon of Doom. It's that fucker <laughs> that's in the wall. It's so scary that even Hogan wouldn't fuck with him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a very specific reference for a very specific crowd. Um, I'll bring it up like this. It seems more like... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, when we're waiting for the giant people who aren't necessarily Bebop and Rocksteady to come do that thing where they come to attack the turtles. I feel it's a little bit more like that. But we're going to continue this sort of thing and go to our next fight. Adam, you lead on this one. I've got Henry Sejudo versus Wilson Rice. Yeah. Yeah, I call him Sejudo. how I call him. Hey, there you go. I like it. Fuck. Suhudo looks like a, I don't know, overground boy. He's, he's uh, named the messenger. What the fuck is he messaging? Does he have AOL and shit? Wilson Hayes is going to beat the fuck out of him because he looks weird. <laughs> okay, Kev, what do you got for us, 15? First of all, he does look like a large boy. That I will... I'll, I'll, I'll let that hill go. I'm taking Suhudo because what he is slinging us is the message of how to look really cool if you know how to do a really nice leg shot wrestling drill. So that's what. Okay. Okay. Important question. This one goes over to Kevin. Um, Did you notice that a good friend, Adam 
got a little thrown off when the name wasn't pronounced right and spent more of his time, about five seconds worth, before he actually got to his analysis. Is he showing a weak hand here, Kev? Uh, more than that, Raph, I'd say this is the equivalent to when Anderson Silva's shin stared at his knee. This is a mm. real bone-breaking type. I think, I think Adam's cracking. Okay. Okay. Adam, my question to you, are you cracking? No, hell no. This is uh, stronger than the fucking board that broke the Shockmaster's entrance. Oh my god. Damn. He's going to have a reference for every one of these <laughs> 12 people are going to love. <laughs> the rest hey, of they made an action figure on it, so hey, it's more than 12. More than 12. <laughs> Just saying. And uh, as a re- re- real uh, side note, though, I mean, uh, this fight is the. I mean, like, who really wins? You get to fight DJ again. Um, yeah. What the fuck? They both. Yeah. I mean, I thought both of these guys were going to annihilate uh, DJ Sudo because of his wrestling acumen, and fucking Wilson Hayes is just a beast. Who? Who does he train with? Uh, fucking Yoel, right? Some some yeah. crazy fucking guy. And they both got scorched by DJ. So really, what are we doing? Like, it, it's the best of the. Semi-worse? I'm not going to call them worse, but fuck, man. You know, somebody's got to take the silver sometimes. So it's kind of like when Rafael Lovato Jr. enters the Masters Worlds. The first thing in your head is you just go, silver, silver, silver. (laughs) That's what I think is akin to this. So if if that's just me, that's how I feel. Kevin, you're going to lead us up on this lightweight bout between Kajan Johnson and Adriano Martins. Who do you got? Yeah, I kind of, this one's tough because it's Canada versus Brazil and it's like, which country do I insult? And I want to insult them both, but I'm going to have to go ahead and throw out the Martins here and take Cajun Johnson because it's Cajun Ragin and I like the reverse. I think it's going to really upset some people at New Orleans home field advantage going with the Cajun. Okay, so you're going uh, Johnson on that one, correct? Going weirdest name. Yeah, Johnson. Okay, just making sure. Adam, what do you got for us? 15. You know what? This doesn't happen often, uh, but I'm going to um, lower myself to Kevin's level, and I got the Raging Cajun Johnson, because what the fuck is a Raging Cajun from Canada? What the yeah. fuck? Like, this, I mean, he's so confused. He's got a bear claw on his fucking tit. Like, it's weird, like, it's weird. And you know what? If he's that kind of malanged and and doesn't give a fuck about his name, his tattoo, his country of origin, then he's going to beat the fuck out of Adriano. So, there you go. Kev, here's an important note, and this is a very real comment. Now, I know I like to shit on our guests, but I'm going to say something nice about Adam here. At the last CXF that was here in California... He came up to me and he gave me a Bret Hart T-shirt from his own personal collection. Now, Kev, that touched me. It was very nice, but it also brought up a very real thing to me, which is, and maybe you can tell me yes or no. Does or does not Adam sound, just from the way you're hearing his voice right now, like he's got a little Canadian in him too? I, I was nervous. I wasn't okay. sure if there was maybe like a Swedish background or something that was drawing <laughs> out the R's, but I, I believe I could be convinced Canadian. Adam, your response? It, it's actually uh, Fijian. My mom's of Fijian descent. Uh, shout out to Suva Fiji. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a British Commonwealth, much like Canada was. So yeah, I got it. Because Adam, the thing is, is like, 
you hold out the R's and the like certain parts of the language the certain way when like Bret Hart, somebody near and dear to both of our hearts, would like really hold his way of like doing a in ring promo of being like, you know, Hogan. <laughs> you would like <laughs> hold that out for like a little extra long. And I'm like, yeah. shit, dude, you might be Canadian. And I, at first I was like, <laughs> your love of Bret Hart and mine is deep. But I was like, your voice is so much closer to cutting those promos that I was like, damn, dude. So that is why your t-shirt giving to me is real and you will see me sport it at some time. But thank and you very much for that. That was very nice. No worries. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. <laughs> I kicked your leg out of your leg. It's so funny. <laughs> Man, Adam, you know what? The best part about having Adam on right now is there's a certain level of pro wrestling fan that you have to be like this is the like upper echelon of references. Yeah, so, man. It's uh, you, you got to do what you got to do, brother. Absolutely. All right, let's go to our next fight. Adam, you're leading us off. It is a featherweight fight between Gavin Tucker and Rick Glenn. Uh, yeah, the Newfoundland Terror, the Newfoundland Terror, Gavin Tucker. Um, yeah, he, what can be terrible or terroristic about Newfoundland? Um, I'm going for him just because I hate gladiators. And sorry, Rick Glenn. You're probably a nice dude. Okay. But fuck you. Uh, Kev, what do you got for us? He, he's choosing Gavin Tucker. The, easily the softest name I've ever heard. Like, There's no way someone named Gavin Tucker isn't hugging you when you meet him. I'm going to go with Rick Glenn. Wait, okay. which one did he go with? Hold on, he now that I'm seeing it. He went the opposite it. way. He went Gavin Tucker, dude. Perfect. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm Bosh. going with... He gave a gladiator-empowered speech, and I was like, hold on, which direction did he flip? Because I want the Glenn. Uh, I'm taking smooth face Glenn. Okay, I need to stop here for a, a split second. Am I the only person who thinks the name Rick Glenn sounds like an astronaut? Yeah. John Glenn, Rick Glenn, yeah. You, you can make that assumption. Hey, look, Rick is the lesser-known Glenn brother who's also like, hey, you fox, I went to space, too. He also has a, a good, like, 70s guitarist name, too. It's like co-founder of the Stones. Yeah, exactly. He could have been, like, the third replacement of the guitarist in uh, Boston. There we go. Yeah. He could have been. Yeah, man. Okay, Kev, you're going up on this next one. Uh, I've got 15 seconds on the clock for you to tell me who's going to win in this featherweight bout between Jeremy Stevens and Gilbert Melendez. Not a Melendez brother like the other ones, but like Gilbert Melendez. Go. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I was like, is this what Law & Order is doing next? I'm going with <laughs> Jeremy Lil Heathen Stevens because Gilbert and I have broken up. I've seen him fight the last few times. Uh, I'm just not feeling it. And at this point, I got to go with the with the Lil Heathen because it also reminds me of Lil Sebastian. It's a Parks and Rec thing. Aww. All right, Adam, what do you got for us? Yeah, I'm going with El Nino, a scrap pack represent. Little Heathen Stevens, his uh, hair is all fucked up. He's got like a bit of a bob, but a little bit of a fade. Uh, I fucking hate that. Uh, I mean, he's a great fighter. Hate the fucking haircuts. I'm going with El Nino. El Nino <laughs> will fucking clean that shit up. Wow. Wow, that's some harsh words for that hair, Kev. No problem bringing a weather system memory back, but that's fine. Let's just no? skate right past it. Kev, have you ever hated anybody just based on their hair? Oh, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I could look outside right now and hate someone just based on their hair, but I'm a petty individual. Fair enough. Let's go to a women's bantamweight match, and I'm going to put 20 seconds on the clock. And I'm going to go ahead and start this one off with Adam. Who do you think is going to win? Amanda Bynes or Valentina Shevchenko? <laughs> you know what? I hate guns, and I can't pronounce the country that she's from, so I'm going with Amanda Lee, the lioness, just due to the fact that, uh, yeah, I hate bullets, and she's the bullet, so fuck it. I'm going with uh, Nunez and her love handles. Uh, I want to go ahead and apologize to the hardcore Verbal Tap fans, a.k.a. our Republican friends who listen to the NRA, who are like, oh, I hate guns too? How dare you guys? We are a pro-America podcast here. Kevin, are we not? We are. We're pro-America. But we, we also don't like guns. All right. I was anyway, also about to... Uh, hold on. Cue me up. Cue me up. Go for it, Kevin. You, got, you know what, Kevin? I'm giving you five more seconds because I feel like wherever you're going is hot fire. Go. Fuck Shevchenko's political statement. Guns are a problem, and I don't need them staring at me on someone's abs. It's another fighter taking a dark... Why doesn't John Jones just tattoo cocaine on his ribs? This has to be taken seriously. I'm taking Nunez. Not until the NRA cleans up their act, Raph. Yeah, and I love how the NRA community is uh, helping us with uh, a bantamweight women's title fight with the uh, champion from Brazil and the challenger from... Because, fuck it, shit, I can't even pronounce it. Yeah. Here's what I want to tell you guys. My favorite thing about the NRA is as follows. The NRA is like always like, yeah, freedom and shit. But the minute it hits the fan, they go, shh. Don't bring up anything. Don't say anything. And they're like, where's the NRA on this? They're like, um, you know, we're all about guns and the like the amendment thing. And uh oh, that one's not looking good for us. Let's all shut up. So there's that. All right. That's enough on that. Welcome back to the political hour of Verbal Tap. It's our McLaughlin. Politicon 2000. <laughs> I love the idea of like really starting the McLaughlin group part that just goes, Kevin, guns, a problem or are the people a problem? Go. I, I also, I was about to break into full Alex Jones. <laughs> Be like, Shevchenko was sent by a Kyrgyzstan hit army to try and get us to buy more Kyrgyzstanian products and just take it down a, a dark alley. But the audience doesn't need that. <laughs> All right. There you go. If you're a Republican and still listening, kudos to you. Our next part. You're better than Kevin. the rest of them. <laughs> Kevin, are you ready for this next fight? Probably. Okay. We have a light heavyweight bout between Queen Latifi. Mm-hmm. And Tyson Pedro, that seems like an incomplete name. Like it sounds like there should be more to that name, but so, Tyson Pedro, something. Yeah. All right, Kev, you go. Classic Sweden versus Australia. And this is easy. I'm taking Tyson Pedro for the very simple, most terrifying tattoos. He looks like a Darth Rackian warrior. I'm, I'm choosing him. All right, Adam. Yeah, Tyson Pedro, man, he hits hard. I uh, happened to be with his family at UFC uh, 209, and, uh, man, just the sound of his fucking hits, 
even like when he's filling you up and testing his range, he hits fucking hard. So I'm going with the Australian against the sledgehammer, you know, Ilir, Ilir, Latifi. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's let's review this. You were with his family. Yeah, well, actually, I was a guest of uh, Albert Morales. Uh, Warrior 135, shout out to him. Um, yeah, so... Uh, oh, our good friend Kevin, Albert Morales, held a raffle and gave away some tickets to UFC 209 and then rigged it for our good friend Adam. Uh, hey, man. That sounds like a great use of power. I'm in. I, I, appreciate I, I 100% remember that because I remembered, and this is to show you how consistent I am as a friend. I literally put on the status update. Rigged. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. Uh-huh. I, I, yeah. But uh, can I mention one other thing? You know what? Tyson Pedro should be, well, Pedro should be his middle name. It should be Tyson Pedro Morales. That's what I'm, that's why I want Tyson Pedro to win. So there's that. Noted. All right. Easter egg. Kev, are you ready for this next fight? Uh, if not, excited about it. Okay. It's a welterweight bout between Neil Magny versus Rafael Dos Anjos. Go. Yeah, I'm tired of this bullshit run of Rafael, uh, Rafael losses that I've been on. I'm going with Denver's own Neil Magny. It's a Rocky Mountain High thing. Wow, that's Kev. All right, we're going to explain to Adam after he makes his pick, but Adam, hit me with your pick. I'm going with RDA just because his ears look worse than Magnet's forehead does. So, um, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. He's not afraid to get into a firefight. Um, so that Rocky Mountain High is coming way the fuck down because uh, RDA is back. Okay, Kev, would you like to explain the science and the controversial pick that you're making here? Sure. Sometimes people do very well with the name Rafael. And I'm <laughs> voting against it, and it's a problem because I've done this before. But I think Adam taking it is just the the curse I needed lifted. There you go. Adam, do you think it's going to happen? Do you think there is a no, chance I... that Rafael Dos Janjos is going to lose? Yeah, that's a high probability. Even as I'm saying it, I'm like, I don't believe that shit. Yeah, Magni is a star on the rise. Uh RDA is coming down, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's not going to look good for the uh, former. Hold UFC on, hold camp. on. Are you changing your vote because I don't? No, know no, just... I'm not. No, no, I'm not at all. I that's what I said. I pick RDA, but do I the likelihood? It's just like the uh, McGregor Mayweather deal. Like it, you, you saw it in the like the back of your head. Hey, he, McGregor might have a chance, but you knew in your heart of hearts of hearts that it was going to be Mayweather all day, and that's exactly what it was. So you can go for a guy. The likelihood of it happening, eh, highly unlikely. So there you go. All right. all right. There's that star analysis you get on two guys. Kev, I'm going to have Adam go first on this. It's a women's bantamweight bout between Sarah Cheesecake Morass versus Ashley Evan Smith, which, by the way, sounds like a name that you would see from an actress on 90210. Go. Mm. 
shit. All right. Yes, uh, Courtney uh, Thorn Smith is going to win uh, <laughs> just because she's a rebel girl, and uh, rebel girls beat the shit out of cheesecake all the time. So at least they should. So I'm going with Ashley Evan Smith. Okay, Kev, what do you got for us? Is Shannon Doherty an option? Excuse me. What is Shannon Doherty? Oh, no. You're wasting your time. Brian Austin Green? What? <laughs> also in the female bantamweight division. He would be. I'll take Sarah Morris because anyone. I was at the Taste of Colorado and I had some uh, frozen cheesecake last night on a stick. My second favorite way to eat cheesecake. I, I got to stick with it. It's, it can't be fate. It's got to be more than that. It's a sign. You love everything on, on a stick. That's uh, pretty telling. And this coming from the co-host of the Two Guys One Phone podcast. So there's that. Kudos to you, Kevin, like and you, all you do. I don't like you using the title as your credibility. For I don't. I don't enjoy that at all. All right. But cheesecake on sticks, you enjoy right on it, America. It's America. frozen. It was really good. I don't know. <laughs> I don't judge. Kev, he's trying to do that whole Donald Trump thing of like spinning it in his favor of being like, hold on, hold on. I've heard a lot of things about Kevin loving sticks in his mouth. Everybody knows it. You guys, you over there, you've reported on it before. Guy's a fucking stick eater. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, Kev, we've come to that point where we should explain there usually is a wager here. Um, we do it in a few more things, but... I need to let you know this. Adam, we're all podcasters in the sport of MMA and jiu-jitsu, which means we don't make any money. So we don't bet money. Kevin, what are the types of things that we bet? We bet, well, uh, virginity. No, we bet um, we've done a T-shirt recently. People have had to change their online social media handles. But I have a particular bet in mind for Adam, so I'm I'm ready, ref. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Good, take it away, Kev. Uh, no, no, no. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there in three fights. So we got to do three more fights, and then we're going to do performance of the night, uh, two of them, and fight of the night. So, Kevin, let's keep this momentum going. Let's go on this lightweight bout between Mitch Clark and Alex White, which is the most boring-sounding names of the card so far. Uh, by a by a large a large factor, either of these guys could be accountants and no, they wouldn't even have to change there. It's also danger zone versus a Spartan. You know what? I'm taking a Canada line here. I'm gonna go with Mitch Clark because he's glorifying the danger zone. Okay, Adam. Yeah, Alex White just because he could be an accountant. He could be Rich Franklin. Rich Franklin went on a hell of a tear being a school teacher. So. I'm going with the Spartan, even though I hated 300. Fucking hold hated up. it. Wait, what? Hold up, hold up, Kev. I'm giving you 15 oh, seconds. Oh, come Kevin, on. Kevin, you get 15 seconds, go. Their abs alone make the movie a cinematic wonder, let alone the hidden message that if you just find a spot in the narrows and stand up for what you believe in, anything's possible, Raph. You can make a god bleed. This hurts. No lie, Kev. I was going to start by saying, Kev, make it gay. And then you you just knew I, to start there. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, instinct. I wasn't, I, I didn't feel emotionally compelled about their abs or anything. Adam, yeah, I need you to West. explain why don't you like the 300. Because we have a lot uh, of they, angry people. No, again, let me put this into context. We have a lot okay. of angry people who are like, I'll live with the gun talk. 
But whoa, buddy. Slow your roll. The 300 was the best movie I've ever seen. Also, I've only seen three movies. So, there respond to those people. First off, it's not over the top. Uh, <laughs> nor was it ready to rumble. Those are cinematic masterpieces. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was one dark-skinned person that I can recall, and he was, or she, was mildly androgynous and uh, littered in gold. Uh, I just didn't get it, and that was like, it had go-away heat with me. It was like uh, Xbox heat in 2001 so Kev how do you think the audience is going to take that uh, you know uh, hold on just to prove I can do what you guys do about as well as Hulk Hogan took that 91 share wink there you go that was the most generic thing I've ever heard I was doing what you guys are doing I was, no it's <laughs> not you weren't do, no that's that's not what you guys are doing. Okay. Where did Hogan take share in '91? A chair. I was just trying to do what. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, right on. I, I, I see where like, I went if wrong. I can turn back down. Yeah, it's like me. That's if a I way better a way. story, though. The time he took yeah. share somewhere. Let's go with that. Raph, use the share line. Use take two. That's a great one. <laughs> just you know, guys. That's the stupidest segment I think we've done on the show, if not for a year, at least for two. Turn back time. That's where we went, guys. All right. Kev. Premium content. Yeah. Only at verbal tap. Oh, God. You shut the fuck up, kid. You've inspired this. We were having a nice show that was cruising to 250 episodes. And then you come here and try and infiltrate us and put a freaking bomb in the pipeline. And I'm on to you, sir. And I want to let you know our listeners know to have low expectations on us. So good try. Yeah. Hey, this never happens on Matt Therapy's podcast, so shit. Well, the fuck it doesn't. Listen to their show. Oh, Jesus. I guess Don't ever gonna, bring up I'm naming this podcast, podcast uh, Two Guys, One Saboteur, and that's going to be how I stand by it. That's 10 points of big look, words. You know what I look forward to? I look forward to seeing them do commentary at this week's Ultimate Matt Warriors A.K.A. rehashing the fucking SNL sweaty balls NPR style of talking very quietly as they are watching some jujitsu. That was a Kimura. That was good. That was great. I like him. He trains at this gym. Yeah. Yeah. Calm the fuck down, Charlie Rose. Calm the fuck down. I'm not even Charlie Rose. You, know, you Listen, kid, you need to figure out how these podcasts work. We are the late night television of MMA and BJJ. If you want the Charlie Rose of MMA and BJJ, you go to Paul Moran because that show never fucking ends. It's also not bad for those out there struggling with sleep apnea or problems Absolutely. getting to bed. Check out our friend Paul, Open Mat Radio. Awesome. All right. Let's go to this next fight, Adam pissed me off enough it's a women's bantamweight match between sarah mcmahon and ketlin Vieira. yeah i'm going with uh, sarah mcmahon because uh geez man like i uh she's got a kid and she got divorced and she's on like a two or three fight winning streak. this could be the last uh deal for her man and uh ketlin Vieira, like i don't even know how to pronounce your middle name you're eight no but uh, Sarah McMahon, she's got uh, U.S. Olympic acumen, so 
Uh, I'm going with McMahon on this one. Uh, Kevin, what do you got for us? Why wouldn't you? Uh, well, first, uh, as a big Sarah McMahon fan, I'll buy two tickets okay. to that gun show anytime, uh, given her work ethic and her fun. Looking forward to the fight. Choosing Ketlin Vieira. I, I'm going to choose a little bit of youth and a little bit of ring gravitas on this one. And I don't feel great about it. Or apologize to the McMahon family. It's okay, yeah. Shane McMahon went down on the plane crash. Oh, God. Jesus. Don't take it to a dark place. Please. All right. Let's go to this next fight. Kev, I'm putting 20 seconds on the clock. And I need you to tell me, how quickly do you think Demetrius Johnson is going to win? Or have you lost your mind? Go. Uh, I guess within uh, probably about two rounds. Because he has seemed like he's really taking it upon himself to get him to the ground and grapple. But I got to take Mighty Mouse. Because as much as I really, as much as Adam said earlier, I, I've thought like the last six people were going to beat him. They're not. It's going to be this until he comes up and fights TJ Dillashaw, which I hope he gets this record, feels great about himself, goes fights TJ Dillashaw, because that's the fight I want to see. This one, I'm definitely going to watch. All right, all right. Uh, Adam, what do you got for us? 20 seconds, go. Yeah, I, I got DJ, because uh, Ray Borg should have went with Ray Cyborg, but he went with uh, Taz Mexican Devil. That's a monstrosity of a fucking name. That's probably <laughs> worse than uh, 10 2000 it's it's fucking horrible. It's dog shit. It's garbage juice. And I'm going with DJ. Okay. So I'm glad this is happening. And we all feel on the same page here. Um, I feel like we could give this fight a lot more to talk about. But it seems like we're at that place with Demetrius Johnson. Where we know that Dana White wants nothing to do with him. So I guess what I'm telling our listeners is enjoy it while it lasts. Because... I feel we're at that place where Demetrius Johnson could win 20 more fights and people would go, meh. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. Um, I think the only reason why these uh, gentlemen are headlining this particular card is to spite Amanda Nunes because uh, well, after the her pullout of the last fight with Shevchenko, when they were supposed to fight before, um, you know, she pulled out and she could have fought. So I think they're getting the flyweight title fight is getting the nod just to spite Nunes. And uh, because he, uh, Dana White, had uh, publicly said that DJ would never headline a card. But I think at this point of the game that he's in to spite Nunes a little bit more than DJ. Also, That's things have game, changed. By the way, I, I like the idea. It's like, who does he want to spite more? The guy whose yeah. division he tried to sell or the woman who had the audacity to get too difficult a cold before a fight like we it's a real this is sophie's choice for dana it's like who do i put damn it i need them but i'll oh, fuck it not going <laughs> to this card just skips i love it it's, yeah i don't think he'll be there uh, we've been placing wagers on if we think dana will actually show up to this one <laughs> Raph and i took a hard look at the main two events we're like well, i don't think so i think it's gonna be a whole new team happening. Rogan, Rogan is going to be in town the, uh, doing two shows Thursday and Friday before, and he's getting the fuck out of Canada like right after his shows. He's not Sounds even right. showing up. Yep. That's yeah. right on par with what we expected here. Mm-hmm. Raph's assuming so. he'll be fight casting from the comfort of his home. Yeah. Uh, anyway, guys. Okay. We've gotten to that point where we need to get to uh, 
performance of the night and fight of the night. Adam, have you seen what are I'm going gonna, to be the performances of the night? I'm going to say, I'm going to go with uh, Latifi and Pedro. Um, either performance, I mean, one of these guys are going to get dropped and drop hard. Uh, it's one or two things are going to happen, and it's pretty much interchangeable on who's going to do it. Uh, but literally, a guy's either going to get dropped and then come back kind of zombie-like and knock out the other dude, or they're just going to get dropped and the ref's going to call it. And it's interchangeable whether Latifi does it to Pedro or Pedro does it to Latifi. So you're saying that for the fight of the night. Okay, so then what are the two performances of the night then? Who gets those? I'm going to say Johnson and uh, Cejudo. uh, Yeah, that's it. Okay, Kev, what do you got for us on that? Hold on, I'm trying to record his cryptic in reverses i have a very easy answer first performance of the night goes to nunez second performance of the night goes to dj fight of the night goes to stevens melendez okay okay i feel amazing about it yeah i need to ask you normally we defer to the guests Mm -hmm. but when they have a podcast of lesser caliber we do not include them as the first person to give their voter. So what is the bet that you had in mind? Yeah. So Adam, on your daily lifestyle, do you wear fingernail polish? Absolutely. Perfect. So this will be just easy for you. The loser has to go 48 hours wearing uh, a pretty bright flamboyant color of nail polish. Okay. Daily that life, works. to train, to the bank, whatever you do. To the bank. And I want a few pictures, if it's you. <laughs> and I'll respond oh. to <laughs> I'll uh, post it on all of my social media uh, trends, and I will uh, hashtag verbal tap. So there's that. Okay, can that? I ask a question, though? Sure. Does he have to do an interview with it? Oh, God, that would be above and beyond. <laughs> I didn't know that was on the table. but if, I, just, uh, I didn't know if it could be. I mean, it's up to you guys. But if it can be escalated, I do enjoy that caveat. Okay. Um, is that something you both agreed to? Or, Adam, did you have a uh, counter for Kevin? Because that is a good bet. No, I think that's uh, that's that's great. It's better than Ventrusa's booking. So I'm, I'm <laughs> done with it. Excellent. All right. Well, let's do this. So, Adam, just to fill you in on how this works, we all go and watch this week's pay-per-view. You're more than welcome to at us on Twitter when you uh, do any kind of uh, social media. Um, Kevin or myself should be watching. It's probably going to be Kevin this weekend, unfortunately, because I will be at Ultimate Matt Warriors down in San Diego coaching and uh, doing some photography. So there is that. So if you guys are listening or you're watching on the Twitter, just know it's Kevin and to expect a different type of person talking to you. Just He's like, way different, guys. I don't like your tone. Well, you, I, I think wrong. most people know when I'm on the Twitter and when Kevin's on the Twitter. At first, people just used to think, like, we collectively were dumb. And then I think they started to figure out who does what selectively um, thank you very much yeah of course um now here's the thing 
Adam, are you willing to come on next week to talk about how you interpreted all the shit that went down? Absolutely. 100%. Perfect. All right, Adam, let's plug your shit one more time. Where can people find your interviews? Yo, uh, just search up uh, the hashtag according to Woods on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, even Facebook. Two guys, one phone on Facebook. Uh, give us a like. You'll like the content that we've got up there, including uh, interviews with one Rafa Suarza and uh, UFC heavyweight, former UFC heavyweight champion, uh, the war master Josh Barnett. War master. True, I did. Got I did throw him a bone, so it's me and. It's me and Josh who you, have, yeah. uh, really helped out. Real standard interview tandem. Yep. Raf and Josh again. <laughs> it's been one of those things where I'm like, Josh, you helping this kid? And he's just like, uh, I guess. And I'm like, I will too. Um, no, you know, Adam, you're probably the sweetest guy on the circuit. You work uh, incredibly hard. You're a fun person to talk to. I always enjoy having you on. And I know it's a heavy task for you to come on and be the heel. But you did it. And we appreciate yeah. that. So... Sir, we're excited to see how these fights play out. We really appreciate you coming on the show tonight, sir. You guys are gentlemen and uh, scholars both, and uh, I just appreciate the time. I love what you guys are doing. Big fan, and if you guys aren't subscribed already, the premium version of the Verbal Top Podcast is where you need to be. Uh, If you're not, you're just not in. So uh, make the list. What a podcast. Over, under, I always get pretty inspired. Adam's a blast, by the way. A little mm. crazy. Good crazy. I would describe myself as a lot crazy, so this is a compliment. I wouldn't be sorry. I love talking shit on the guests seconds after they get on the podcast. It's one of Rav's favorite things I do, too. Don't worry. But Adam's awesome. Good kind of crazy. Where do you two find yourselves? You just bump into him in a fight? Uh, he and I are usually at uh, like CXF. He's, like I said, Kevin. When he's trying to like be me, mm-hmm. he's trying to show up at the same events that I am. So I think he figures out my schedule planner. I don't want to say that maybe a certain co-host tips that off to him. Maybe the only other person who has access to my files and my calendar. And you Kevin. can find me at Phillips Kevin Juan. I'll send you all of Raf's secrets. Uh, any dirt I can dig up too. You can. They can be <laughs> yours. It's like ten bucks. Super cheap. Uh, you'd be surprised. Thanks for. But I will me say. To plug that. Adam is, uh, here's why I like him. I I like him in the fact that we know that so much of this game is hustling and being there and being present there. And he does that. You know, a lot of the times he's at the same place I am. He's the guy who's interviewing people behind the scenes. Uh, Marcos and him have a good dynamic. But, like, there is something very, very refreshing about seeing somebody who cares about the athletes. And that's really all we're here for. You know, it's not the world's most luxurious profession. It's not the world's most uh, appreciated profession. But when he and I go out there and we're talking with people, we're at the very least trying to make shit happen and uh, get the athletes the attention they deserve. So that's kind of where we're at. And uh, I'm glad he was able to come on our show, talk to us a little bit about what he's up to and all that sort of thing. Yeah, and fun fun to get in. I very rarely am I like God. He 
he did less analysis than I did. Like that's usually hard. <laughs> a few times he really impressed me with how vague the statements were. I was like, God, that was hard. It was an opinion, but it was super vague. And frankly, I'm insulted I lost that title in this particular matchup. But I'll bring mm-hmm. it back to the next. I promise to be less prepared next time. And it'll reflect in my performance, ref. I have full faith that you'll be able to do that. You have been all over the place training. How's Well, for those in the know, there's an ultimate Matt Warrior coming up this Saturday. Joey yes. Haas is fighting a 170 pounds of steel super fight. You've been in his training camp for that. You've been doing a lot of the coordinating. And I see the Shark Tank photos. You know what I don't see, Raph? The Shark Tank videos. Why do you think we put that up? I assume so we don't get to see all of Joey's secrets. And I don't give a shit. I mean, I want him to get better. Let's just push him. Let's give away his secrets, too. Ten bucks or free. You know, ten bucks are for free. I really had a big jump there, Kev. Uh, We're not Keenan online, which, by the way, Keenan. Cornelius Keenan online definitely mentions it at least three times per seminar. The nicest part about doing this is uh, <laughs> we had a discussion myself and Joey where Joey is like, I go, Hey man, you know, we did this time lapse and it shows a little bit of the training and that's cool, but I don't like to show a whole bunch of video of the guys who I coach uh, before we put it up there. And Joey's like, Oh, I don't care. And I was like, it's not your choice, idiot. Perfect. I'm so literally pulling I, rank and saying no. It's two to one, ref. We voted. <laughs> you don't have a vote, Kevin. You actually have a negative vote. The yeah. fact that you and him agree on something means that you like a negative times a negative is like a double negative, I think. I don't know. Sounds I right. just I used I, I think so. Um I just want to say this. It's coming up this Saturday. If you guys haven't gotten tickets yet, hit up Joey because he has tickets that he can sell to you. And we're excited, man. And um Joey's a game competitor. He had a really good run at the Deepwaters Invitational. He had an amazing twister. Don't let him hear this part of the show. But um, I'll let you guys know this. Joey is a game competitor. He's in a really good spot right now just in terms of where he's at for the competition. I'm excited to see him get out there. And we, of course, support uh, Boogie and his tournament. And, you know, I'm going to be there. My sister, Kid A Photographies, is going to be there. Um, Octavio's going to be there, Frosto's going to be there, Eric's going to be there, so the whole gang's going to be around. We encourage you guys to come support local community grappling. That's going down at the San Diego Performance Center, and you'll see all of the awesome folks from the 10P for L and much, much more because, man, they've got some awesome super fights. And um, just let me say a few of the names that I know who are competing in this uh, 170 division. All brown belts, all black belts. Okay, Kev? Yeah, I'm ready. Our good friend Damian Nitkin. Our good friend Moses Antonio Lopez. New black belt, Moses Antonio Lopez. Uh, our good friend Steven Martinez, Kevin. Ooh. It's a fast division That's, so far. Those are fast guys. Oh, Those are two fast guys. Those are two it's going to be, when I say to you guys, it's going to be lit. It's because the type of competitors you are used to seeing at something like this. They bring it. They're really, really solid at what they do. And we're excited to be a part of it. And i got to say, our winner from the USSGL, one, Mr. James Stockdale, will also be representing the USSGL and competing under that banner. So it's super cool when you can look down and see your homies 
doing their thing and uh, also being able to promote the work that we've done with the U.S. Emission Grappling League. So I'm stoked for it. I hope you guys are really, really excited. The person who won the last time was Ethan Crellinson, and uh, that was a lot of fun. So if you guys see me, feel free to say what's up. It's going to be a fantastic time, Kev. Yeah, and... I'm always looking forward to watching. Joey's a fun guy to watch fight. Joey pushes the action. That's why him and Juan Mom made for such a good fight. Both guys that just have that sort of, all right, <laughs> attitude of, but we're, well, we got to fight. We, that's the only solution. So it's fun to fun to see. And I like hearing about the Shark Tank. Maybe afterwards you give us some exhibits. So there you go, refs. Take oh, some video. Yeah, put it in. Just can save. Hit it in the archive. That is going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. We're going to move into some shout-outs. I stopped by Jibera Jiu-Jitsu after, uh, you know, what was an awesome podcast about Jibera. If you haven't heard it yet, check us out. We talked Maymac, we talked Masters Worlds, and we uh, talked with my professor, Matt Jibera, about all of his quick victories so check that podcast out we also have the john jones dick pill defense too which was uh talked about earlier Hear a little about cxf so check us backwards into some podcasts including nelson puentes from inverted gear if you've ever seen that upside down panda or right side up panda choking you depending if you're me training with the guys i train with then you get pretty used to it so check those out give us a little feedback make sure you're hitting us up on all of the social medias because i had a blast recapping all of this nonsense with the guys in my gym so uh make sure you do that to the crew over at jubair jiu-jitsu always good to see them raf they're still training which i thought was a little you know maybe i guess i get it they, they didn't want to take a full break in my memory i, I understand uh and specifically they were like oh jubair was just showing that last choke he did it was like great and so yeah that sounds great. Uh, and Badger was telling me this has happened to him before when he had knee surgery. It was like everyone mm-hmm. learned X guard while he was gone. Mm-hmm. And he came back and he had no idea what everyone was just doing. <laughs> it was just sweeping him nonchalant. He's like, what the hell? It's like, I assume that means that Jubera, they get together when you get injured. It's like, what can we work on that Kevin sucks at? Uh, so that'll be fun to come back to. And Raph, that's going to do it for me. Let's start with this. I went over to uh, Valley Martial Arts Center yesterday. Mac. I got to tell you guys, I'm very excited. They now, I believe yesterday was the first time they were having it, but they have a yoga class that they are looking to continue having. If you guys are so interested in having yoga, hit it. Billy, I'm sorry, Billy, <laughs> valleymac.com. I was hoping it was a different yoga name. It was. It's like, this is Billy Max. Welcome. We've yeah, changed the Billy whole <laughs> aggression persona. Billy Mac is more so the super bougie uh, spa, day spa that we run at. You know? <laughs> there you go. Just down the street. Get your nails done. There's like a, a ton of namaste. Being like, namaste. Welcome to Billy Mac. Um, okay. Here's where we are. Um, we've got – Kev, I found a few more names as well. I think these are important. I think you want to know these ones. we got 10th Planet Standout, P.J. Barch. At the Ultimate Matt Warriors 2. We've also got Tom Hoskins, a good friend of ours. We've also got Nathan Murphy, friend of the show, and and Kev. You ready for this? Yes. Andrew Rom. What? Oh, how, how did how do they even I, that doesn't even make sense? He's training. Do you hear Kevin? Do you hear Kevin's voice that go guy, flutter? He just can't stop. As if, you know. 
maybe hiking. Kevin needs to close his nogi legs. <laughs> hey, how, how dare you? What Andrew and I have is real. Uh, well, what I have it? with Andrew is real. I don't know about the other way around. But his uh, prowess and just the warrior spirit, I'm always, it's nothing short of inspirational. It's great. So I'll tell you the guys this. I'm excited to go down there. So the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club, just to let you guys know, uh, we had uh, a great open mat today for Labor Day. So many people came out. I want to thank everybody who came out to this open mat. Y'all were amazing. We had to do a Shark Tank again with Joey. We got to do some fun rounds at the very end with some EBI overtime rules. And uh, one of our good friends, Pablo, who lives out in Portland, he, so nicely, so, so nicely, uh, came on out to train with us. And I got to tell you, I got the chance to roll with him back in, I believe it was May, May 6th. He was telling me because that's his birthday. That's how he knew. And I, I remember him. I was celebrating on that day. And he was just a white belt then. But fast forward, he's training with our good friends, you know, like Phil, and he's training with uh, Nathan Orchard. So, like, dude is leveling up quick, Kev. So in that four months that I haven't seen him, he was crushing it today. And I'm so proud of this kid. And uh, it's good to see when people level up that quickly. So he's, he's going to be a problem very, very quickly. Uh, for those of you uh, who aren't ready for him, and he was, I'll be very honest, a problem for some people I saw on the mats today. So keep that in mind. Pablo, thank you so much for coming. You're such a great soul, good supporter, good sense of humor, good people. So, um, I also want to send, you know, shout out to everybody who's been, uh, you know, promoting and putting up my articles, all that sorts of stuff. Uh, it always helps. I really do appreciate when you guys take the time to comment and say super nice things. And, um, you know, I mean, we're, we're in a good spot right now. It, it's nice when you guys get that forward momentum going. And uh, I also wanted to send a very nice shout out uh, to everybody who's been sharing our stuff on social media. You know, it was really funny, Kev. We put up this little poly meme and it was a fake. But here's the beauty of putting up a fake. Uh, we saw it from the people uh, from as shopped as it gets. And I laughed my ass off because it was somebody trolling as poly. Polly Malini or whatever. And uh, they were saying how he's like, yeah, Connor, well, you know, you know what, Connor, why don't we go ahead and take this to the ground? I, a lot of people don't know how good my ground game is. I'll take out the whole division. And I was like, this is so funny. I don't care that it's fake. And our fans were like, fake, fake, fake. And I was like, yo, fans, this is why I do this. I love seeing how crazy bent out of shape you'll get in this high information society where you're like, everybody needs to know this is a fake. And the thing that I told one person on there, Kev, and I think you'll agree to this is, uh, the reason why we posted it is because the real Polly is a parody of himself as well. Plus, if we just keep Absolutely. saying it, maybe he'll think he said it and be like, yeah, that's right. I'm just going to take the whole, the whole division. It <laughs> makes no less sense than some of the other shit he said too. <laughs> and that's I from just, the real verified account. I just want so. more. I just want more Arrested Development videos, which you can find on our social media <laughs> website. I'm just saying. I mean, that's if you look at my ground gate, I've got a really good rubber guard. And I mean, I, that's just how it is. I use it. So uh, anyway, uh, that, that's our, our shout out to our, our fans. So thank you guys very much. And uh, you know totally. what? I think that's going to go ahead and end it for me. We hope to see you guys at Ultimate Matt Warriors coming up this Saturday, September 9th. 
it's gonna Ultimate be a good time, guys. Matt Warriors this Sunday and uh, grab some KO Saturday. sports gear this Saturday Sunday. Grab some. I'm on painkillers. Grab some KO sports gear <laughs> on your way. KOSportsgear.com. Uh, just wear that to the to these. Uh, you know, Ultimate Matt Warrior. You'll be good to go. Trust me, it's gonna look cool. That's gonna do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. It's always I always want to do it as Paulie. Like, good night, good fight. Yeah, you know, and uh, good night, and uh, you know, I've heard it's a pretty bad fight, but uh, you know, it's another thing. Like that's better than Conor McGregor fight. I mean, just saying. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time.